Welcome to the Good Athlete Podcast, the voice of the Good Athlete Project. Alex, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the Toronto Raptors being the 2019 NBA champions. And what else? Just so people who aren't from Toronto don't tune out after that. (laughs) We're also talking about... The Kevin Durant injury, which yep. was a big storyline throughout that. and Continues kind of, to be kind of. Yeah, still yeah. is. And honestly, will be throughout the offseason with free agency coming mm-hmm. up because he has an interesting decision to make, uh, as do some other teams. And what would keep someone who's not interested in basketball listening to this podcast? Talking about the mindset as well of uh, Kevin Durant and the Warriors as a whole, I would imagine, and yeah. what they went through. And maybe what that would look like in someone's life. I think that's that's one thing that um, kicks off to me. So you know basketball pretty well. You know basketball pretty well. We got Dimitri here today, by the way. So we got three people on the mic. Hey, hey, hey. That's right. Uh, that was three, you see? That was his best fed Albert impression. <laughs> That's right. Been playing uh, that one all day. Tell us, um, do you want to, will you give us a setup of what just happened? And then will you give us maybe, if you want, a little bit of uh, what you've been talking about in your group text? Otherwise, we can just kind of jump in and go. Sure. Do you want, do you want me to start from like... Give like, us a quick storyline. Okay. Toronto Raptors, midway through the season, made what would be considered a blockbuster trade. Traded away DeMar DeRozan, who was kind of the centerpiece of their team for many years to the Spurs. Got Kawhi Leonard in return. Uh, Ended up making the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors, their fifth straight appearance in the Finals. The Warriors... uh, Wait, that trade was midway through the season? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Wild, right? I just don't even remember it. I don't know. I thought it happened preseason. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and... um, and then yeah, so they uh, the war uh, sorry the Raptors won the NBA Finals in six games, but uh, noticeably absent was Kevin Durant, save for one game, and uh, Clay Thompson, I believe, played in one full game and then got hurt in the next one. Mm-hmm. Both of them suffered some pretty severe injuries. Kevin Durant with a torn Achilles and uh, Clay Thompson with a torn ACL. I believe it's ruptured Achilles. Ruptured Achilles. Ruptured Achilles. That's right. Which actually does matter yeah. if you talk about like what the projections are, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't like, tear the thing in half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't not hear about DeRozan and then think of the song. You know the song that goes, I am just like DeRozan when I shoot it, it goes in? Yes. What song is that? What song is that? All right. I'm going to find that when. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You I got it in my head. As these two are thinking. Yes, please. please. <laughs> you go ahead and you, you tell, tell, tell us about your group chat. So it's just uh, it's terrible how it all happened. Kevin Durant specifically, mm-hmm. he's he's a uh, he's a mover. He moves the NBA. He's going to determine a lot of moves going into 2020, mm-hmm. um, both financially and uh, just uh, from a team aspect, how they're going to make up their team. Free agency, uh, they were looking at Kevin Durant as a centerpiece. Now he's sort of not put on the back burner, but he's not as important as he. Who who was? was. Uh, I think the New York Knicks were probably the yeah. front runner. Yeah, I heard Los Angeles Lakers were coming in kind of slow, but definitely the Knicks were going to be number one, Golden State number two, just to try and retain him, mm-hmm. and then uh, whatever other team has the money to take him on. Sure. I think that we as fans look at this injury as a be all end all, mm-hmm. but. I think it's different for each player. Each player 
views injuries differently. And there's definitely a side to uh, how well you can handle your mental uh, that plays into how well you recover. And I always use this example as something to kind of not benchmark because benchmarking this example is wild, but Adrian Peterson coming back from that ACL tear yeah. is probably the greatest comeback story I've ever heard of. It's yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I think that ties into how like strong the mental is. Yeah. And maybe you guys will touch on this later. Grit. Um, my definition of grit could be different from someone else's, but mm-hmm. I think that that's going to play a huge part in Kevin Durant in 2020 Kevin Durant as a person, I don't know him personally, probably a real cool guy from the D.C. area. D.C. is pretty cool. Uh, has kind of shown a bit of, not immaturity, but just not really totally in control of his emotions. And I'm wondering if that's going to play any yeah, bit. Of that'll that. be interesting because he, he does seem pretty susceptible to the messaging on social media and in the news. Yeah. Maybe would this be a good time for uh, the psychology corner? Yeah. Whatever you insert, insert something there. Yeah, you need a transition. Why would I? So I think we nailed it. Before we go on, let's talk about grit real quick because I actually had this conversation earlier today. Dimitri just brought it up, so this is a good idea. So grit is actually a defined term, right? We think of grit. uh, I think maybe people talk about someone who is gritty, or maybe the the movie True Grit. Grit has been defined in the research as passion and perseverance toward long-term goals. And the primary researcher behind the grit literature is a woman named Angela Duckworth, who that's pro- that might be a familiar name to some people. She runs a lab out at Penn, University of Pennsylvania, and she has been studying this stuff. And, and I, I think it, you know, there's a lot of conversations surrounding grit. It's actually a fairly complex one, uh, mostly because I think in maybe Philadelphia area schools, it was unfairly used. It was sort of misappropriated, uh, meaning there, there was a set of schools that were saying, okay, instead of fixing that hole in the wall, let's just teach our kids to be gritty. And like, man, that's a problem if that's where, the, where your head's at. But, but the idea and what her research found was um, those who have this tendency to be gritty or to demonstrate grit, who have passion and perseverance toward long-term goals, were able to achieve. Now, it's important to note that she was studying only high achievers, so like West Point cadets and spelling bee national champion caliber kids. So if you could focus, that was a differentiator that mattered more than talent once you got to those sort of pinnacle levels. So anyway, that, that's, a, that's a quick overview of grit. I, I certainly encourage people to look at look it up more, but that's, I think, when we talk about it, what we refer to. And like you were saying, Dimitri, like, that's exactly, or I don't know if it's you, Alex, that's exactly what KD is going to need in the process of his recovery. Now, before we go down that line, a lot of the conversation surrounding this whole situation has to do with whether or not he should have been in the game at all, whether he should have returned to play. I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on that. I, I think it's I think it's a bogus argument only because we don't, like, I should say, people that say that he shouldn't have played in the game, it just seems bogus to me. I mean, Kevin Durant, say what you will about him and the way that he's reacted to things on social media. Uh, The guy wants to win. The guy is a competitor. And he wanted to be out there with his teammates. I think if he didn't want to, then he wouldn't have been in the game. And then the other side of that is like, I, I just, I'm so, I guess, perplexed by this idea that people are thinking that the medical staff 
would let him play if he was not in a position to play or that they somehow got it wrong. I understand that that has happened before, but I think, I mean, you, I, I operate from like the benefit of the doubt. Like these are team doctors who know what they're talking about, know what they're doing. If he was not in shape to play, they wouldn't have let him play. And I think the important part of what you just said is what does it mean to be in shape to play? Yeah. Meaning like that he wasn't broken. They did, they thought, you know, obviously he did what he played 12 minutes. Yeah. Scored 11 points in an NBA game yeah. against the best comp. Like he, you know, the feedback that they were getting by watching him move, by analyzing what's going on might have suggested that. But I think you bring up a good point. What do you think? I don't, I just want to say too, I don't think Golden State wins that game if he doesn't play. Really? Those those points he scored in the it's mm. a game changer. It really mm-hmm. he came out and I was convinced he was the greatest player I've ever seen in my life. Mm. He's close to it, He's but I do believe that there was a bit of kind of hesitation with him going back on the court. Uh, I think he was medically cleared to play. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't believe they knew something and they said, "Oh, just like play him. anyway." Right, right. But and it kind of goes back to Kawhi's injury. You know your body. And I'm not saying that Kevin Durant doesn't know his body, but I think from a, a greater a holistic standpoint, if you're looking down on someone who has a calf strain and it's a lower calf strain and there's a potential that you could hurt yourself beyond that, even though you're cleared to play, I don't think you do anyway. I, I think that you have to take a selfish approach, even though it is the NBA Finals, and just say, Give me a couple more days and I'll be good to go. Kawhi Leonard obviously didn't feel great. He was cleared to play multiple times. He's like, I still don't feel as if I could play. Imagine if he goes out there and tears his quad. So you're referring back for people who don't have context. Can you fill us in on that? Yeah, so last year Kawhi Leonard sat out basically the entire season with a a quad injury was basically the best way to sum it up. And there were a lot of people saying, and there were multiple reports in the media of the medical staff saying he was cleared to play and people in Kawhi's camp basically saying that he wasn't cleared to play and that he wasn't ready and didn't feel right. Uh, And so it kind of became this war to uh, mm-hmm. basically war of words. led to him going to Toronto. Obviously. Him being yeah. traded, yeah, yeah. It led to him traded, traded in July. Thought he was traded mid-season. That's oh, why I went July. to double check. Okay. Yeah. yeah, double check mm-hmm. on that one. Um, yeah, and I, I just think that it was an unfortunate injury. I, I personally do think he shouldn't have played just because of the original injury and what we saw. Um, he didn't get touched. It was a non-contact injury. Looked like it was a bit of strain on that lower uh, leg. Mm-hmm. He came up grabbing his lower calf, and I mean. We all know our bodies. If you're an athlete, like you know your body even more than the normal person, but you know when something doesn't feel right. And everyone said, oh, calf injury. And I remember turning to my friend and I said, no, that is an Achilles, man. That does not look as if it's a calf injury. Mm-hmm. It is a calf injury, but one thing leads to another. Exactly. Yeah. There And I, shoot, I wish I knew the word. I'm going to look this up when, when you guys talk, but there, it is, there's a, essentially a connection point where Achilles meets gastroc gastroc the the calf where the, the achilles meets the calf mm-hmm. um and the thought might be and i talked to some athletic trainers about this that maybe that's where the calf strain was was right at sort of that intersection and that's and that's kind of what went wrong but now i would say so this is me now i've never made millions of dollars playing basketball or anything for that matter but i had but i played football for a long time and I play pickup basketball still. <laughs> and I say that because I'm telling you right now, it was 3-1. Mm-hmm. 
right? Toronto was up 3-1. This might have been the last chance when, when KD came back. If he didn't play that night, that could have been his last opportunity to play. He's cleared. He obviously felt like okay-ish. And he went on the court. He was dancing before the game. Was, so, so do, like, I would have played, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think I think he's a competitor, and I think that's so. Like, I agree, and I don't mean to cut you off, but like, that's what I love. So, he is susceptible to the social media criticism, mm. and he has showed moments of I would call like maybe oversensitivity or overreacting to some of his critique. But dude, we don't know what it's like to be nursed by an iPhone. And I'm not saying that he was, but but it is such an interesting situation going on. These guys are are addicts to a point, and I'm not saying that using that term lightly. Um, so it was nice to be like, okay, we see all this pop up, and then it's like, oh yeah, wait a minute. In his own words, he's a hooper. Like mm-hmm. he's he loves basketball. Where else would he rather have been that in that moment? That would have been career. Think of if they lost and he didn't try. I mean, it's career defining. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's and it's funny. I don't. We we just published an article on BeyondStrength.net talking about this a little bit. And the picture I one of the pictures I found was Scottie Pippen helping Michael Jordan in his famous flu game, like helping him move down the court. Funny part of that in the background is Steve Kerr, obviously now coaching for the Warriors. So like that's what makes. There's a line here. Right, you don't want to play, you know, especially when we get into the, maybe like the concussion discussion or something like that. You don't always play injured, okay? So you got to prioritize your own health and wellness. But, but where is that threshold? I don't know. Have you guys ever had to play through injury? Do you have any personal context with this? Well, before we even get to that, yeah, tell me. I just want to say too. Uh, imagine the situation: you're hurt. Medical staff says you're cleared to play. You still don't feel that good. Your team is not performing that well. Injury plagued. But you are cleared to play. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there on your phone, and we already know the NBA is. Uh, these players have complained about being isolated because mm-hmm. they're noise canceling headphones in their iPhone, so they're mm-hmm. not really communicating as much as they used to. You're sitting in the the training room two days before the game, and everyone's like, "Oh, he can play. Oh, he can play." Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, "I can play, but can I really play?" Mm-hmm. So whatever you say, I can play. I'm gonna. F- play through this injury just like you said i'm gonna play through this concussion because i didn't get knocked out mm. and then well, i that, certainly would never recommend that, just to be super <laughs> right, clear yeah yeah. yeah yeah but you know that's the the mindset you want to be tough and you he gets out on the court and just takes that one step he shouldn't have and the conversation all of a sudden is no why do we let him play no mm-hmm. why do we let him play and it's just like you you subconsciously Pushed him to mm-hmm. play. Yeah, you and did And I'm not this. saying that yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, I don't know what happened, but if that were the case, uh, I mean, what else am I supposed to say? Like, damn, I did say that you could play and you should, like, I didn't say you should play, but you can. Yeah. Why don't you? So it's, it's a, this is a be all end all. Like, yeah. And, and important to note too, that after joining the Warriors, the narrative about Kevin Durant was that he was soft. Mm-hmm. Like it was pretty it's, well it's publicized right. that he like, they had like cupcake t-shirts with yeah. his face on it or something mm-hmm. when he first returned to OKC. So again, a guy susceptible to social media and the pressures of social media is, has, has been battling this narrative that he's soft. He is the worst of it. Yeah. For his whole really career. Is. And then like you said, yeah. And then there's all this pressure of like people here that he can play and it's like, well, if he doesn't play, then you're kind of feeding the trolls, so to speak. And then they, they get to say, Oh, well I told you he was soft and then he does play. And, and this unfortunate thing happens. Yeah. And now it's like, Oh, what, like what an idiot. Why would he do that? 
Yeah. So like maybe I'm old school on this, but how the would you not play? Yeah. Um, but like, but honestly, in my mind, I'm like, there's no chance I'm, I'm watching this unfold. Like I'm, I'm out there. You have yeah. to play. You have yeah. to. I don't think there was, I don't think there was any question he wasn't gonna if play. it was up to him, what the decision was. Right. Which, which just, I, I, I'm, I am now rooting for him. So I kind of like OKC. Yeah. And I wish that team would have stuck together and maybe challenged for a championship, you know, when KD was on OKC. Um, so I didn't like to see him leave. I did think it was a little bit of like bandwagoning, like hopping on something that was already pretty darn good. But I don't know this, 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 if he comes back from this, like you mentioned, Adrian Peterson, if he hits his rehab, like a freaking champ and comes back and makes real noise at another team or even comes back to golden state and, and helps them win another. Like, I think his legacy is cemented if that comes through. I think another interesting thing to consider, and I guess this is a, a question I want to throw out there for both of you guys, um, and this comes directly from your friend Skip Bayless, uh, <laughs> is he My was ta- he was talking about how essentially that there should be like an asterisk next to the Raptors championship because oh, they God. didn't get Golden State at their like full. If thing. that's the case, then put an asterisk next to that Cleveland win. Yeah, Cleveland yeah, win. Yeah. If that's when, the uh, case, put an asterisk next to every win that's ever happened because there's no one has ever made it through perfect. like triple digit games, 100 plus games, perfectly healthy. Right. Every everyone that's won has been banged up in some way or other. Yeah. So so uh, say Skip, if you're listening, have another diet do. Just <laughs> <laughs> drink a choice. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'll, I'll be honest. I actually. So I got on, maybe this is what you're referring to, and don't let me forget about this idea. I want to come back to have you ever had to play through injury because I think okay, that yeah. informed the discussion a little. Um, I actually was kind of rooting for, I was a fan of Skip Bayless, mostly in the Tim Tebow discussion. The only because he was the one voice who was making, fair, and I'm not saying that he was right, but he was making fairly intelligent, fact-based reasoning, like in the whole Tebow discussion, is he or is he not an NFL guy? And... Ultimately coming back to, and this is where I am kind of old school, like just the heart of the matter. It's like, it's not money ball. It's just the guy wins where mm-hmm. he goes, his team wins. Yeah. That's just been his thing. He's like the hard, whatever. And I kind of, I found that conversation in professional athletics, like a, a refreshing one. So that's when I started to like some of his stuff. But then it just like, now he like, <laughs> his show is Shannon Sharp. I'm sorry. Shout out Shannon Sharp. Shout out to <laughs> Shannon Sharp. Yes, but Shannon Sharp wears a goat mask like every other episode when he talks about LeBron. Does he? Yes, I watch it. Still. I like you know what I mean. I tune yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Skip is like they. I don't know. They've got some corporate deal with Mountain Dew or whatever. So he Whoa. they bet on they wager on things. Uh, diet too. Anyway, I'm sorry. What was your, the initial point? Was no, there shouldn't be an asterisk. Get over yourself, Skip. He's still hating on Kawhi for leaving his Spurs. Yeah, right. I figured I would just thank you for throw throw a pot. chili in the candy dish because uh, <laughs> I knew is I had a feel. Is that a, uh, like something people say? Uh, it is now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guess what? <laughs> Guess what? If you, hey, if you guys start hearing that, please Chilling the candy dish. Please credit me. Um, okay, so uh, back to what you were saying. The question of have we ever played through? An yeah, injury. I want to know what you guys think. Like, what's your personal? Like, it, it's easy to say because I'll, I'll say I want to back up and say, oh, I would have done it. Like, yeah, it's easy to say like, yeah, you got to play, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. 
have you ever had been forced into a decision like that? Um, I definitely not forced into a decision like that. And there's nothing, I I'll be totally honest. There's, there's not one that really sticks out like, yeah, this was a bad injury and I decided to play anyway. I mean, uh, I also played football for many years throughout college. And so like you, you're kind of banged up in certain ways. Almost okay. Well, every so maybe week. another question, like, were you ever perfectly healthy at the end of a season? Oh no. No, far from it. What about that year that you ran a tough mutter like week nine? <laughs> yeah, that was also a really bad idea. It was a postseason. Oh, oh, it was right after the season. Yeah, we didn't make it. Uh, but we, um, yeah, I ran one uh, week after the season ended. I, so I've, I do have a very specific example. Hmm. Um, I, last game of the, my high school season, football, um, we, uh, we were playing in the Super Bowl. Shout out Long Middle High School, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, 2008 Super Bowl. And I remember running up on a kickoff, going to tackle someone, and his knee got me in the ear hole. Ah. Perfect place to get a concussion, let me tell you. Yes, it is. Um, played the rest of the game, didn't feel too great. My mom was like, you didn't look too great either. We ended up going to the ER, had a slight concussion, and a couple other injuries. I played the rest of that game, and I knew I wasn't supposed to. And I ended up taking myself out. Um my coach said go back in. He had no idea because I was fine. I was sure. walking around. Mm-hmm. And then he told me to come out. He's like, what is he doing? So he told me to get out of the game, whatever. Um, I also play, I also wrestled. And if you know, in high school, a lot of your sports will cross over, especially if you go into the postseason. Mm-hmm. I walked into the wrestling room and how I was much, like... How much later? Oh, a day later. Mm-hmm. So the game was on Saturday. I walked in on Sunday for practice. Mm-hmm. And I remember my coach saying, like, what are you doing? Where is your stuff? I'm like, I'm not... I can't do this right now. I actually cannot play. I cannot wrestle. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why? Like, stop being soft. He didn't know. To his, like, to his defense, he had no idea what mm-hmm. happened that day. He's like, oh, you're soft. I go, oh, yeah, okay. I had a really bad concussion. I ended up having to sit out for almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, wrestling is a pretty tough sport, but you're slowly brought back into it. You run. When you have a concussion, you run a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, with football, you start to hit a little bit more and you just want to be safe with it. But the return I, to play protocol. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I remember that particular moment because I said to myself, I cannot play through this. I cannot. This is too much. I, my, I'm actually in some serious pain. Hmm. And there's going to be a threshold. It's going to be greater for others of that pain. Like how much can you play through? And how much do you want to play through? And before I even like let this go, I will say we need to think about professional sports as a job more than it is a sport because if i'm kevin durant i'm not going out on that court if there's even a slight bit of a chance i'm gonna rupture my achilles Mm -hmm. even though i know i'm the greatest player in the world right now and i think he personally is i think that lebron has his own traits but kevin durant right now he's my number one um i don't think he steps out on that court if he even if there's even a slight bit of a chance of him if you if someone were to say well that's interesting because like if someone says you had a lower calf strain and we're clearing you maybe it's not a hard decision if someone says what your achilles might be you know mm-hmm. if he if, so you're saying that maybe he didn't recognize he may have not even was, known it could have yeah, gotten this bad that this was possible i wonder honestly i wonder if the trainers even knew legitimate no. you know what i mean i i think i think they do know but it's not it's one of those things where you say all right, this could happen, but you know, there's no sign of it. I would find I would find it really hard to believe that 
the trainers, even if they want, even if they really do have the team, like the Warriors' best financial and interest in mind, whatever, I find it really hard that they would knowingly put him in that kind of danger. Well, they want to sign him again. They want to sign. Yeah, yeah they, they want, they right want him to come they back. They don't want to just. Yeah, they don't want to just use him up in that yeah. game. Yeah, and you got to think of the money situation too. That's another thirty million dollars. That's just dead money, and that. In the NBA, that's either one great player or three good players, mm-hmm. and that determines a season in some cases. Yeah. Um, you know, like that could be the difference between you making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. And to be, I'm going to put this in really quickly too. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to compare what happened to Kevin Durant to you know what happened to Clay Thompson. Like, oh, Clay Thompson came out even after he tore his ACL. Tearing your ACL is not rupturing your Achilles. I've never done either to myself, <laughs> but I'll tell you this right now. I tore my meniscus and it was not fun. So only God knows how it feels to tear your uh, ACL. And then on top of that, rupture your Achilles. Essentially the tendon that's holding you up. So Clay walked back out on the court and he was mad that they called a timeout after he made his free throws um, post-injury. And, you know, like, oh, he's so tough. Yeah, sweet, great, he did. But let me tell you how much adrenaline is running through this kid's veins right now. And kid, he's my age. And, uh, you know, he's he's going to walk off the court and he's going to feel like shit the next day because his knee's going to be swollen. He's hurt. But in that particular moment, he still has the ability to run. He still has the ability to play basketball. Whereas, you know, well, I don't think you can play basketball with a torn Achilles. Or, uh, excuse me, with a, um, an ACL tear. You, you certainly can't cut. And that's why I don't no, try to no, work no, out no. for him. But, but uh, to, I'll try to – to your point, certainly uh, an Achilles – and an ACL are two very different injuries. If you tear your Achilles, you're not even thinking of, you know what I mean? It is it is too structural. ACL has a particular structural role in the knee. It would it would it would swell, it'd be really painful, um, but it has a particular structural role. So in theory, you could like make a free throw without an ACL. Right, yeah. Um, I would say though, it's it's fun, like and, and I'm gonna try to unbraid all of this that you just said. Like I think I think it's interesting because it. I think you do have to consider it sports still, but it is right at the intersection between um, a job and a game. And I think, meaning, I don't think you can be good at that job unless you are really interested in it as a game, if that makes sense. Why was Michael Jordan who Michael Jordan was? It wasn't because he was a businessman and playing basketball. It's because he was a basketball player. You know, and, and, and he turned that into one of the most lucrative businesses ever, but it would not have been possible if he was not a basketball player. And you can think of people who've played for contracts before in very recent history, like Dwight Howard, I feel like. I'm like really high potential. Um, you know, I don't know his whole story, but kind of never panned out. Um, was was seeking out the next big contract every time. So I with that in mind, I'd be like, I have incredible respect for Clay Thompson now. Just and it's just like I'm glad he didn't continue to go and hurt himself more. Obviously, but that mindset, like I'm in. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you my personal story to this. I, I honestly, same thing with football. You can't go through a season and not get something. You just, you know what I mean? Like, really, any sport. Honestly, yeah. like we have tennis players that are, you know, they're sore, they're banged up, they're tired. Yeah. But football, wrestling, sports like rugby, lacrosse, you are in some degree of pain management by the end of the season. Um, the one, I think the one that was most difficult for me actually, so I was in my senior year 
uh, of college, I was in my seventh game. We played at Illinois College. I remember really well. It was an awesome day, perfect day, fall, fall day for football, clear, cool, but not like uncomfortable in any way. Earlier in that week, um, I, strained, I sprained cartilage between my ribs. So it actually, I got kneed in the back in the previous game um, and then re-aggravated it in the week, but it was all good. It was like no problem. Or so I thought. It was just like, a, it felt like a bruise. And I'm like, I can handle a bruise. I yelled. I was trying to like hype somebody up. I was like, it was whatever. We're breaking something down. I yelled and I heard a pop. And I, I like, I couldn't talk. And for the next three days, I, I don't know if it was football season or, or uh, you know, allergies in football season or psychosomatic or whatever, but I felt like I was sneezing more than I usually did. And dude, I'm not, I had to bend down. I, when I feel it coming on, I would have to bend down and like hold it because sneezing, you can imagine a sneeze on a messed up rib cage. It was, it was just pain. And uh, I did what I could to manage it. Um, there was, okay, there wasn't NBA finals on the line, but there was, I had like a streak going. Uh, Alex, you know this, but I was really lucky to start every game in my college career. So I had gone three, 3.7 years, you know, and, and it was like kind of on the line and I knew that my team needed me and I loved to play. So all these things are factoring in. But you can't even cough. But I couldn't cough. But but I'm like, and and then I'm feeling good. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm going to make this happen. I, you know, I got massaged out. I got icy hot, which may or may not be a placebo. But I'm just like feeling good. <laughs> I take my first hit in warm-ups on my right side, which is what it was on. And I'm like, I had this, I've, I have never in my life not done every rep of a practice, of a, of, of a pre, pre-game, anything. And I, and I took myself out the rest of the warm-up. I'd never done that before. But then I played the game. Um, and I'm telling you, like in terms of like defining moments, that was a really necessary one for me. Because I think at that point, like it's like if you know you're going to win the battle, I mean, you still got to show up and work. But like, it, you know, there wasn't quite as much at stake. It'd be a surprise if you lose. And now I'm thinking, you know, a one-on-one battle. I didn't know that I was going to win that one. Like it, it was pain it was real it was real and it was functional you know what I mean like it was hurting I wasn't gonna anyway so a lot went through my head and I'm going through it all day like what am I gonna do here and and I'm really happy that I made it through I'm also really happy that nothing got worse and you know I have no sort of lingering issues in my ribs or or didn't break a rib or something like that Mm -hmm. but but I think that I, I, I think things like this are career defining to a point Nobody probably remembers that game other than me in, in the way that I remember it. But when I, when I, we talk about self-talk, we talk about one's personal psychology and how you engage with the world. That for me was necessary. If I had watched that game from the sideline, I, no joke, think I would be a slightly different person and probably a slightly different coach. I don't know if it's, I think it, for Kevin Durant specifically, this this injury just it, it was it's a compiling just over and over like these things that we say about him. You went to Golden State, you took the easy way out. You won a couple of rings, but like you were the best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the best team in the NBA without you, and now they're just unstoppable with you. 
Um, they're losing without you in the finals. Granted, there's injuries elsewhere, but with you, they are a different team. I think that all plays into why he played through it. And, you know, he probably felt good. Probably felt great. But I think that maybe if those other factors weren't there, he sits and does not play. I think it's a fair perspective. I think I would lean the other way, respectfully. Just because I think I believe in him. I believe in what he said afterwards, which is like, I'm a hoop. This is what I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. But I think there is but, – but your point is a really good one, and that is – here's what I know. I know there was no social media pressure on me. And even when you think about like the flu game with Michael Jordan, there was no social media pressure on him. That has changed the whole landscape of things. Because he couldn't avoid it, mm-hmm. and you know, and and now when we talk about him, we almost can't not have that part of the discussion. You know, was he was he artificially influenced by the by this conversation swirling around him? I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. But I I do think that there is something to definitely think about there. Yeah. I will say on the flip side, I wonder, you know, the mindset that's going through someone like Kawhi Leonard, who's dealing with something similar, mm-hmm. and. And I hate to bring it up, but like there, there's a bit of money that's involved in this. And yeah. from a player standpoint, like you want to play, you want to fight through the injuries. Even when you watch NFL games, you see guys come off for maybe tough hits, and they're like, "I'm fine, I'm fine, go back in." No, no, you have to step off. Like this is the new rule we've implemented. Even though you want to play, even though you want a ball, you sometimes just have to take a step back. And it's tough to say that in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. of, you know, playing on a team that you may not even be on next year. To say take a step back, but I wonder, you know, how does a player like Kawhi Leonard then deal with it? Because now, you know, the, your organization that you've been working for, that used to hail you as the perfect player, mm-hmm. is now going against you, saying that no, everything we're saying about him is true. He's able to play. He's the one that's being difficult. Yeah. How do you deal? How do you deal with that? Because it's your body. They have no idea. And even when he was traded, he didn't play every game in Toronto this year. Wasn't he a little bad? What was the situation toward the end, too? Didn't he have some oh, injury? He was playing through an injury in the yeah. postseason. So yeah. Big ups to him for playing through whatever that was because he didn't look great the last couple of games. Yeah, he was banged up. Prior to that, during the regular season, he did not play strong minutes. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to. They still got to the postseason without him sure. playing heavy minutes, but he still was coming back from whatever it may have been, still getting into, like you said, basketball shape you know athletic shape whatever the sport may be so he's he's gradually getting there but you know how do you what's his mental like we, we talk mm-hmm. about kevin durant but what about someone who's essentially getting the the, the worst of it not the yeah. worst but even just, just the yeah he side. did he, it was pretty tough though and i hate to say it like i think i was probably i i don't i didn't pile on certainly not in any public way but um i was a little skeptical when everyone cleared him i'm not gonna i won't lie about that now i think he I think it's pretty clear that he made the right decision for himself. I wonder, I thought about this too, because presentation is so important to this. If he didn't have that sort of slightly awkward demeanor, would people... I don't know be, what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't see that? <laughs> sure. if he, you know what I mean? If he was... Okay, so so if it's Draymond Green, yeah. or, or who's a guy that's sort of notoriously tough? If it's, let's go back a, a, an era, Dennis Rodman... You know, so he goes. If Dennis Rodman is like, guys, I just don't think I can go. You know, I think you believe him. 
Yeah. If Michael Jordan says, I don't think I can go, I think you believe him. I wonder, you know, that, that plays interesting part in it probably. Don't you? Wouldn't, you, wouldn't you think? He doesn't have an incredibly strong personality. He, he, he didn't really step up and defend himself. You know, I yeah. wonder if he if he had come out publicly and be like, you know, that's not in his nature. I'm not saying he has yeah, to do yeah, that, yeah. but I I don't know. I I think again it comes back to social media in a way too because like like we there were reports on Twitter almost every other day while it was going on that well the medical staff said this and it was a leak or whatever and then it's like mm-hmm. well now someone from Kawhi's camp is saying this and. We never heard from the doctors right. at San Antonio, of course, because they probably can't speak publicly about an injury. We never heard from Kawhi because I just don't think it's in his nature to like You're go right. out there and put himself out there. So, again, I think it's like, like, I don't know, uh, with a notoriously tough guy like Dennis Rodman, again, he kind of got the benefit of creating his own narrative more so yeah, yeah. Uh, where Kawhi didn't have that. I mean, like look at the fact that he, I, I'm sure so many people have seen the video of Kawhi laughing when he gets introduced by oh my God, it's so the good. Raptors. It's an, it's a fantastic clip and mm-hmm. it's the crazy, it's the most robotic thing I've seen out of a human being. But, yeah. um, but at the same time, it's like, like, I don't know. It, it's just everything is like that. The thing that sucks is that lives on forever. I'm sure yeah. that like if we could document everything that the players in the 90s did, oh, there would yeah. be things that like we would still be like retweeting or memeing. Guys, whatever. The you... Jordan conversation doesn't look the same if everything that Jordan did in the yes. 90s was Michael recorded and put out there. A heathen if he's playing today. Yes. Like. So yeah, I think I think that plays into it too is the social media aspect of it because. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, uh, I like why, and I, I like, I do like the way that he handles himself. I mm-hmm. think that, uh, whether he would come out and say it or not, I think he's the kind of guy who's like, I'm just going to let my play do the talking. Yeah. And maybe again, I think part of that is cause he's just, it's not like in his nature to be like braggadocious, but I think that has to be somewhere in there it's like he, first time braggadocious has been used on this podcast there we go I appreciate it uh i've two new trends started by me That's you're welcome it. uh america and <laughs> but yeah it's like i i think um i don't know what what was i saying before that does anyone remember Sorry, totally lost it um his demeanor is definitely just is not it's not it doesn't it doesn't call for the excitement that we get when kevin durant says something yeah quite quite Kawhi has, uh, there's a clip of him uh, being asked a question. It's like, how do you deal with the attention um, that uh, LeBron gets and Steph gets, but you don't get? It's like, I'm just here to play basketball. Yeah. And that's the best answer you can give. I, I think that we've put Kevin Durant under this lens where he, he doesn't answer a question as simply as that. I think if you were to ask him that question, it's like, well, why are you comparing me to him? It's like, no, mm-hmm. just say that you want to play basketball. That's all yeah. they care about. Yeah. And I think, like you said before, um, it's just like he's a robot. He doesn't – Kawhi does not get drawn into that that trap, whereas Kevin Durant gets drawn into the trap. And it goes back to me saying there was a trap. There was whispers. I guarantee there was whispers. Can he play? Can he not play? Should we risk this? Should we not risk this? We're going to offer him the max at the end of the year. Should we do this? Mm-hmm. There – he hears it, and when he does hear it, he reacts. If Kawhi hears it, Kawhi is just like, eh, on to yeah. the next. All right, serious question now. Based on what you guys have just said, you, uh, you, we left off with you saying he just kind of goes about his business. 
How many finals has he been to? Sorry. That's been to three, one, two. Been to three, one, two. Okay. Maybe this is the, the only guy in the current era who has a chance of chipping away at Jordan's productivity. Mm, I think Just for saying. sure. He's two, he's two of three right now. Definitely. Is anyone else two? Uh, who else has a, uh, of the superstars, who has like a winning percentage like that in the finals? What, what's the stat? Three and three? Yeah. Or three and two? Three he's three and two. I thought it was three for five. Is this the fifth one or the fourth one? This is the fifth one they've been to. They won three, three, yeah. three lost two. two. He's three mm-hmm. and two. He three lost two. to Kawhi. Him and Clay. Him, mm-hmm. Clay, and Draymond are the. Why did I say that's a weird Draymond? <laughs> Draymond. <laughs> uh, but those three, uh, those three, I guess, you know, depending on what happens next year, I, a lot of people think the dynasty is over, quote unquote. But, okay. um, but you could call. Okay, so Steph's a superstar. Yeah. Three and two. Clay is a superstar, three and two. LeBron, obviously, that's like the yeah. the one real big is issue in his record is yeah. yeah. He's no, uh, he's got more. Than no, he's two. three. He's three got and three. Something. Two at two in Miami, one in Cleveland. Three right? and five. Three and five. Three and five. Um, and then I'm trying like who else? You know? Yeah. Dwayne I, Wade. Uh, Dwayne Wade is I think on the positive side because he won one by himself, and then he won two with LeBron, and LeBron was only there for four years. So I think Dwayne Wade is three and five. Dwayne Wade did also have Shaquille O'Neal. So? Well, by himself. I would push back on that. (laughs) Four other guys. (laughs) One of them was a mountain of a human. Kobe had Shaq. Yeah, he did. They and, and complimentary players, of course. But I guess in, in the context of like who are some of the honestly, well, Shaq's one of the most dominant players ever, of course. Does he have five or six? Uh, Fact check later. Yeah. We'll fact check later. But I guess that 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 ultimately is is the point I was getting at was this guy who although he is awkward and doesn't shine in the social media era, I mean I I've equated him many times to Scottie Pippen even in looks. He just like quietly goes about his business on en route to a Hall of Fame career, and if he's got one extra step on Scottie, could he be the, the sort of the incumbent? You know what I mean? Is it, did it go? Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Kawhi. I, I mean, we're right at the front of it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, KD, there's an argument. No offense to get, yeah, KD belongs in this conversation yeah. too, but I just, KD's for sake of person. conversation. I mean, I mean but there's a, there's a conversation to be had that I think, especially after this, this playoff run, I mean, he was just like uh, unconscious in the playoffs. Um, I mean, there's a very legitimate argument to be made that he is the best player in the world right now. Kawhi Leonard and he has been for a long time I mean he's been pretty dominant since he came into the league and if he had more of a persona maybe that'd be more clear to people like my mom does not know who Kawhi Leonard is no she knows who LeBron James is but she doesn't know who Kawhi you know what I mean if you need further proof he did he signed with New Balance which is (laughs) just a fine walking shoe (laughs) maybe a cross trainer oh my god I love that ultimate dad shoe that's so perfect took Took apart the Eastern Conference. I love New that. balances. And then the new balances. That's what's I like. love it. And you know what? Sweetness, Walter Payton, Ruse. Ooh, that was his those? shoe company. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That doesn't, it takes a bold man <laughs> to step out on a limb like that. I might have to give me a pair of Ruse now. If we had some here, I would wear them. Craigslist, eBay? They have to exist. Ruse.com? Ruse.com still? Ruse.com, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, anything else that we need to get out there? I don't think so. Great job, guys. 
This week's episode is brought to you by Remind Recover. Remind Recover is a supplement that helps athletes support brain health. Similar to how you drink a protein shake to help your muscles recover after a workout, Remind Recover has been scientifically formulated to give you the nutritional building blocks to help support healthy brain function. I am a huge fan of Remind Recover. It is as close to the science as any supplement I've seen, and feel free to check out their website for more. It's remindrecover.com. And when you go there, if you want to place an order, and I recommend it, use the code GOODATHLETE for a discount on checkout. 